What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Shockcast, episode 22. How you doing? And uh, happy early Halloween for those who celebrate. Joining me today, we got Halloween. Halloween? Uh, it's in five days. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know. <laughs> Good to know. Hello. Uh, joining us is clearly Giuseppe here today. Clearly. Cleanly Hello, shaven. Hello, clearly Giuseppe. Yes. So yeah, cleanly sure that because that's a very clean shave. People uh, anyway, are hello everyone. Yeah, if if you're listening to this on uh, audio, you're missing out. He's got beautiful shape going on. Uh, other than that, uh, if you've been following our uh, Twitter feed today, you know that this is the battle of the century. We're talking Nintendo Switch today. I'm of course a Nintendo uh, fan. You mean that this is this is the beatdown of the century? <laughs> I'm talking Nintendo Switch today. Uh, I'm the resident DualShockers fanboy, at least as much as we have someone on DualShockers, uh, and uh, Giuseppe's Giuseppe, so clearly a <laughs> lover of all things Nintendo. No, actually, <laughs> I, 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 I was very, very excited to see the reveal myself. Oh, good. We, we will get into the it. excitement turned into something else after the reveal, but, but we'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so go ahead. Sure thing. So, anyway, welcome again to the Shockcast. Uh, as, let me just start off with the in, uh, the intro bit. If you may know, we record this every Wednesday at 8.30 uh, Eastern and, what is that, Pacific? 5.30 Pacific. We try to do giveaways every week. 5.30, yes. Uh, this week we are giving out Shu and Vev as well, for anyone who wants it in the chat. Uh, I believe, at least for Vev's case. For Shu, we might, we might pick one person. Uh, and... Yeah, so let's go straight into what we normally have been doing. What have you been playing, Giuseppe? Well, I have been playing a lot of Battlefield 1 for my review, which should come very, very soon. Uh, we're a little late, but it's a quite deep game, uh, surprisingly so. Well, uh, the, the story is, is not very long, but the, the multiplayer is very, very deep, especially the new operations. They, they're, they're good and they're deep. So it took me a little while. We'll talk about review a little bit later because of what something is that happened, but uh, we, you know, that we like to take our times here in Dual Shockers. When we can make it by embargo, that's fine. When, you, when we can't, we can't, and we'll take our time. We won't rush. So Battlefield One, yes, I've been playing Civilization Six too, which also we'll see a review in the near future. Uh, that one is going to take a little longer because it's a very long game. Um, I've been sleeping very very little because you know one more turn one more turn one more turn and then it's uh, 9 a.m. <laughs> and then uh, that's pretty much it for for this period. I'm actually going to start Titanfall 2 really soon. Downloading it right now. Awesome. Uh, myself, I, I've been playing a lot of World of Final Fantasy. We just put the review up. If you're listening to this now, uh, you're obviously not qualified to review it. Uh, according to a commenter or two, they're very upset I gave it the great score of an 8.0. Um, but, uh, really, the game's great. If you're a Final Fantasy fan, uh, and if you like the style of Kingdom Hearts... And if you're okay with playing with it in Japanese, or you're okay with memes, like wild memes. Yeah, and for you played... poor humor, uh, linear story. But besides that, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, this is a slam dunk choice for you. Go pick up the game right now. If you're not a Final Fantasy uh, fan, it's also just a great game. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, probably one of, you know, personally one of my favorite games this fall. So take that as you will. I'm not qualified to review it, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, I am. And I tell you, <laughs> uh, besides that fact, 
Uh, I'm starting back into PlayStation VR. We're going to go into the second round of launch reviews, uh, launch window reviews. So we're going to start talking cat lateral damage, sports bar VR, volume, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raiders VR version, maybe, if, it, if it's substantive enough. Uh, and hopefully Skyrim very soon. Uh, everyone's heard the announcement by now, so we're likely getting it tomorrow. Uh, so don't. Ex- well, I'm, going, I'm going to play it too myself. He's going to review it. Oh. I'm going to play it because <laughs> right. because we're we're both getting it for free anyway on PC because of the little perk that the Bethesda very nicely gave us uh, to everyone that has PC version for and both DLC. You if you don't know this. Just go check your Steam library the day after tomorrow because you'll find this current specialization there for you. And that's great. That's actually a very good thing. I'm sorry for the one that got it on PS3. Well, I'm sorry for the one that got it on PS3, period. <laughs> because <laughs> that was a really bad version. Yes. But I'm sorry for the one that got it on consoles because they don't get it for free, of course. Right. But anyway, uh, we're both going to play it. Uh, if, the, if the modding community embraces it, I think I'm going to sink a lot of a lot of game time on that again. Yeah, and I'm looking to dive back into it because even though I do have it on PC, I originally bought it on PS3. I was mainly a PlayStation 3 gamer, <laughs> uh, so I, I had a great 40 hours before my uh, character started just chugging at like two frames a second. Uh, so that mm. was fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Besides, besides that, yeah, I think. We are getting towards the li- the latter end of uh, launch season, so that is good. Things will start slowing down. Uh, yeah, a little bit, All right? We'll, we'll start. Well, there is still into... Call of Duty coming. Yeah, we got Call of Duty. I mean, you can't say launch season's over until Call of Duty's out. Uh, but uh, I got all the shooters this year. I'm so bad at shooters, but I like them. We I'm have not, video evidence of I... you being really bad at shooters, so I'm not. But I am better with the mouse and keyboard. Yes. Like, if you give me a, a mouse and keyboard, I'm better. In fact, Battlefield 1, they gave us a PS4 copy. And so I chuck a little bit when I, when I have to be precise with uh, with aiming. Uh, in fact, I'm a very big mortar user. <laughs> with a mortar, you don't really need to aim. <laughs> right. But, yeah, uh, like, if luckily Titanfall 2, I have it on PC, yay, I can use my mouse. Right. Um, so, yeah, we got that. We got Final Fantasy. We, we got a few okay, major cool. releases coming out. But for the most guys, part, we guys, are guys. We, we are we we are 32 days from Final Fantasy 15. Oh my God! It's real. It's coming. I'm fairly certain Giuseppe has like a whiteboard calendar, and every day he just wipes it off. It's it's been the oh, I, best. I, I, I actually have a little altar in front of my <laughs> in front of my my bed. I, I, every morning I pray in front of it. Absolutely. Really, but... All right. So. Let's launch straight into the topic. Topic of the show, Nintendo Switch. We got the reveal finally, and we revealed the reveal announcement last podcast. It happened exactly as we started streaming. Literally exactly. <laughs> we had Giuseppe writing the news while we were streaming. Uh, so, let's let's put rules of engagement. Rules of engagement. Go for it. What, what okay. are we doing? Okay. You say your pros and your cons. I say my pro and my cons, and then we're discussing. And you, and since since I'm nice, you get to decide who goes first. I'm gonna let you go first, but I want to start with a small disclaimer. Okay. I, I'm I'm gonna be playing Nintendo Defense Force here. I am uh, as my disclaimer. I do love my 3DS. I do love my Nintendo consoles. I hardly touch them anymore. I, I'm no. Uh, 
I'm not disillusioned to the troubles Nintendo is having as a console manufacturer and as I think a partner. You mean delusional. Did I say disillusioned? Yes. That that's that should be work. That works is fine. That's what I meant. Yeah, but delusional works better, I think. <laughs> I, all right, so I'm not completely delusional when it comes to this. Um, but yeah, you will hear me playing. Okay, I can depressed. go first. Go. All for right, it. I can go first. Uh, so first of all, um, we saw. I'm gonna do a little bit of an introduction to the to the thing. Uh, I think you all saw the the um, saw the 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 little ad they they put out, and they didn't really say much more than that. Um, so the pros and the cons are very simple. The pros is that it's a very nice and interesting concept, like a, a console that you can like pick up and, and bring out. It's a cool concept. It's a very interesting and exciting concept, and I definitely look forward to that kind of idea. I've been looking forward to it for a while. Um, kind of the PS Vita and the PS4 thing was was kind of there, but it wasn't really as seamless or as nice as uh, I would have, I would like it. I've would literally like to take my my home games and bring them out, and that's what the uh, what the Switch does. The prob and that's pretty much the only pro there is. <laughs> and then we come to the to the cons. Uh, the cons well, the cons are mostly how Nintendo because we really don't know much about the console, so we can't really say big pros and cons uh, before knowing more. The, the cons are in how Nintendo is uh, communicating it and uh, doing stuff uh, about it. Because, first of all, let's look at it at a co from a commercial standpoint. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to ask you, Lou, mm -hmm. since you are a fanboy. Yes. Um, well, a fan. No, not a fanboy. You, 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 you are, you're kind of original. I came from my uh, Nintendo news, so that, that should speak volumes. Yeah, but you're still kind of original. <laughs> um, so okay, when you see when you saw the commercial of the Nintendo, we know that Nintendo said that said it is primarily a home console, and that's what Nintendo says. Uh, when you saw that commercial, that introduction video, what do you do, did you think? Did you think that that was a home console, or or did you think that was a portable console that that, that happened to be attached to the TV? I thought it was a portable console. Me too, because that, that that that's the part of the that's the part of uh, of the concept that strikes the most. Like yes. the whole concept sells on the fact that you can bring it outside. So obviously, everyone is going to perceive it as a portable console. The problem is that portable console have a price range that people are going to find acceptable or not. And right. I personally doubt that Nintendo is going to be able to sell it. They, they, today they sold it. They, they're not, they, they say that they're not going to sell it at a loss. I personally, honestly, I, I can see that there is quite a bit of technology going on there. Uh, even if maybe it, the power inside the console isn't that big, like it's the, the rumors are that it's like a, a little less power than Xbox One. Uh, fact is that uh, miniaturization has a cost. And yep. there is a lot of miniaturization going on there. So I personally doubt, and there, on top of miniaturization, there are various elements, the dock, the, the little pads, all that that comes together, and they need to, to be seamless, they need to work well, and there's a, a lot of technology. I'm, I'm actually very in admiration of the technological part of it, because they, if it works, because the, the, the trailer was a little bit of a smoke and mirrors, 
Like there is, there was a lot of stuff that wasn't actually working. There is, there was a lot of mockups going on. Right. I actually noticed that in a picture, uh, like in in the switch between the scenes, the the 3D model they used to simulate the the dock that doesn't didn't actually exist actually glitched, <laughs> and you see the 3D model glitching in in one frame. If right. you look at the like the, the I think it's the last uh, uh, when there is the girl that plays. And and the, and in the moment in which she, she pulls out the the switch from dock, in that moment in which she changes the first frame, you'll see that the base is glitched. <laughs> but anyway, that's if it works, and I think it works because they wouldn't they wouldn't uh, market a concept that they don't think it works. Uh, they uh, it, the problem is that it will minimum for me. I don't think it's gonna cost less than three hundred dollars. And that is not something that many, many, many people uh, that are into portable gaming uh, are going to accept. Right. Uh, that's a, that's a home console price. Yes. And the problem is that I don't know how Nintendo one. I don't think Nintendo, whatever they say, they can manage to persuade people uh, that 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 they're going that that this is primarily home console. One, because of the concept, and two, because it's underpowered, if it is underpowered. But all, basically all the rumors are, have a, a little bit of credency, uh, say that it's less powerful than Xbox One. So that simply is not what people will perceive a home console. That's not the home console price. And selling a home console at the price of a portable, sorry, selling a, what people will perceive as a home console, as a pricing of a home console, it will not work. Uh, two, there is another problem, and and there is not. I don't think there is anything Nintendo can do to change that perception that this is a portable console. No matter how much they say that it's a home console, that they simply can't, because the concept is so integrated in the fact that you can pick it up and, and bring it out that people are perceiving only that part. Uh, if you look at the trailer, there is no way that you that you're going to say more than meh at the home part, mm -hmm. like it. Uh, yeah, we have seen it a million times, and and better with better graphics. <laughs> so the home portable experience is there, but it's basically like you you could attach a PS Vita to the TV. Better graphics, of course, but that's what you could do, or you could attach it really yes to the to the TV. Um, so that's the problem. Pricing, it's probably gonna be off. Uh, battery life, we have to see how it is because I have no idea how we can power the kind of screen. With a good battery life, right? Without a big battery. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, great picture online. I've seen it before. It's just a triangle, and it says mm -hmm. power, battery, price, and it just says pick <laughs> two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is that I have no idea what kind of technology they can use. Maybe they'll use Samsung technology. Uh, maybe yeah. it explode too. I, that probably would have <laughs> them shaking. No, yeah, no, the problem is that I don't know how it's possible. Like the, the, the PS Vita has a screen that probably requires less power than that, mm -hmm. and the battery life is already pretty bad. Yeah, I can't speak to so, that. I don't know if OLED takes up more power, at least OLED for my PS Vita. No, no, I'm, talking, I'm also talking about the, the, the LED PS Vita, but right. we don't really know what kind of screen the, 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 the Switch will have. Besides anyway. HD, so... Besides HD, yes, uh, we we don't really know what kind of 
of uh, of technology is going to use. We, we don't know much. We know uh, we know it's going to be well. I actually measured it. You probably saw my article with the measurements, and it's going to be a six point two uh, inches screen. Okay. I'm pretty confident that because the the measurements matched uh, with the rumors, so that's pretty much almost in the bag. Right. Uh, the problem is going to be is going to be power. Yeah. Because in that kind of console, pa- the screen is what take what takes the most power. Um, even if uh, if you put like a lot of uh, like if you put a very underpowered uh, processor in it, uh, which won't take much. Uh, um, much uh, much power because of course if you if you put um, if you put like a smaller processor in it of course it's going to take much power and it seems that the dock does not add anything in terms of power from what Nintendo say uh, and because it would be difficult to achieve honestly though it might it might possibly and this is what's been rumored upscale. at least um, well upscale but it also might just because you're connected to the battery source or the charging source, it might provide cooling itself. So it might help uh, graphics not necessarily boost the power, but put less strain on, on the graphics card with the battery. Mm-hmm. Possibly what what I can see, which is probably a variation of what you say, is that it could, like a, like a laptop. Uh, when you have a laptop, it, you can run it in battery mode or you can run it, run it in performance, performance mode. Uh, and the performance mode uh, takes more energy, mostly. Uh, I don't think cooling is gonna be a problem because that's that's a Tegra, that's that's a that's a cell phone uh, processor, so it's really not much of a problem in the, of cooling. But you can run it uh, at top performance with the when it's it's attached to the uh, power source and um, to the power outlet, so you, battery life is not a problem. And you can run it at lower performance when it's not attached. Mm-hmm. So you're actually saving a little bit of battery, but it's not like the base as something that makes it pow- more powerful. No, but simply, no. it it lets you use all the power that it's inside the chip, um, and that's uh, that's something that's it's an incognito. But the the biggest problem for me is that Nintendo is not communicating anything about price and um, and specs until next year. That's uh, that's a big. I, I don't know what could be the reasons behind that besides lack of confidence. Because honestly, uh, what what other console we didn't know the price or the specs of it uh, until three months before release, and less than three months probably because it's going to be January, February, and a bit of March. We don't know when it's going to launch in March. Right. Though they so are expecting to sell. Two million by the end of that fiscal quarter. Two million is a, it, it, worldwide isn't that big. No, it's think not. About. Though so, they are limited stock as well, they're, they're continuing with their strategy, which did not really. I mean, it kind of worked for the Wii U for the first week, uh, and mm-hmm. it worked for Amiibo for the first year. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. Um, I honestly don't see it. Don't see it getting to two millions. My honest thing, I don't see it getting to two millions unless this the, a miracle happens. Right. Well, unless they come out and they announce great things for specs, great things for price, great things for battery. Um, yeah. If it sell, if they sell it at one hundred and fifty dollars, yes, it's gonna sell to two million. All right. I'm gonna read. Uh, oh, oh, it's, it's your t- it's your turn after you read. Sure. Yeah. I'm gonna read Dalo's for comments. For now, I'm. Dalo, of course, our faithful commenter over in the uh, 
Twitch chat says, I am happy the NS, the Nintendo Switch, is what it is. It is basically Sega Nomad. Uh, my main thing is that how the third-party stuff going to... Is how the third-party stuff is going to look. Uh, the main reason I game on PS4 is that they get a lot of weird JP, uh, Japanese games. Uh, mm -hmm. Plus, I prefer Japan Studios. Uh, let's see. He, he says... Japanese games are not going to be a problem. Uh, the because question, they, they're yeah. not really graphically heavy thing, you know? So I think it's probably possibly going to have a lot of Japanese third-party games, possibly. Depending on adoption, of course. But right. Possibly going to have some. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't see the problem there. But those those third-party games are probably going to be on PS Vita and on, on PS4 as well. So whatever your choice is, you're probably going to be able to have them. I doubt... I've seen someone... Uh, misinterpreted a comment from uh, Takashi Moshizuki from Watch It Was Journal and say that a third party studio was um, moving game, its games from uh, PS4 to Switch. Uh, and everyone thought it was like not making them for PS4 anymore, making them for Switch, which is ridiculously bonkers. Oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, it just meant porting. Yes. Obviously. So I think a lot of Japanese developers are possibly. At least for the beginning, if the uh, unless the console is uh, successful in the wrong run, they're possibly going to go Switch, PS4, P uh, and PS Vita, since the Switch is possibly going to be in the middle between PS4 and PS Vita in power-wise. Right. Um, all right, so m moving on, he also says uh, he's questioning whether it's going to be $60 40 or $40 games with the, uh, you know, depending on how it probably is. Gonna... Third party is going to be... Is going to be pricing their games normally. They're not going to change the pricing for anyone. And, and I don't think Nintendo's going to price less because they're full games. Why would they price the games less? Unless... Like, I don't right. My, my one thing is, now that we have uh, Nintendo as a unified uh, system, where it's getting the 3DS mm -hmm. titles and the, uh, the Wii U titles, mm -hmm. will they have two different prices? Will, will they come out with games that are more handheld focused uh that mm. will be at the 40 dollar price tag maybe like ports of vita games I don't, kind of. so. I don't think so honestly uh but we'll see i don't think so i, I think they're going to go to to go with full games that i don't think they're going i don't think it's going to run 3ds games 3ds is going to stay its own thing and honestly <laughs> i think the, the the only smart move i seen i saw nintendo made, made here is that they are still keeping supporting 3ds because personally I can see the 3DS staying more successful than the Switch. Oh yeah, I, I don't on the long any, run. I don't have any doubt in that. The 3DS is priced better. It still was on the cusp of when handhelds were relevant, um, and they're they're increasingly becoming less relevant to a larger base audience. Of course, to the core audience who love their PlayStation. But it's cheap. And 3DS. It's cheap, and it runs the games. And people that want to play that kind of games don't care about graphics. Right. Exactly. Um, all right, so let me get to my list of pros and cons. Okay, uh, go ahead. It's your turn. Sure. Pros. Uh, I like that they're re-engaging the uh, core Nintendo audience. And at this point, the core Nintendo audience are... Uh, Millennials? Yeah, 25, 30, 40-year-old uh, guys who grew up with Nintendo, who have the That's disposable incomes. That's not millennials. Oh, it's kind of millennials. Uh, I'm tw I'm a, I consider myself a millennial. I'm really? You're fired. Well, what do you think I am? You're not the millennial. Millennial is people that are born after after 2000. 
Oh, I thought it was people who grew up through... Okay, never mind. Anyway, uh... I like that they're re-engaging the core audience. In the in the trailer, you didn't see anyone who was looked under 25 to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't see any families. You didn't see mm-hmm. uh, Japanese people coming to families' doorsteps and saying they would like to play. Uh, I, I enjoy that. They were still they were still smiling a lot though. They were still smiling a lot. You got to look like you're having a fun time. But I, I like the fact that they have realized that Blue Ocean did not pan out for them. And they're retargeting who they think is going to spend the money on the console, and I think they're correct with it. Uh, number two, I like the concept. Uh, the concept is actually one that would make me purchase a second copy of a game, if that makes sense. Like, I am getting Skyrim. I have Skyrim on the PC. I'm getting Skyrim for the PlayStation 4. Uh, if I could take it portable, then and I could play it at work, you know, on my breaks... If I can play it uh, on vacation, whenever I'm going on these long trips, whenever I'm going on a press tour, I want that. That That is a reason for me. It's not going to be my main console, but they're positioning it well to be a compa- uh, companion console. And I think that's a marketing uh, strategy that they should play to. A lot of people do have Xboxes and PlayStation 4s, but it makes more sense almost to have uh, Nintendo and one of the, a 3DS or a Nintendo console and one of those two because... Nintendo oh, actually, get... it makes more sense to have a 3DS. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Well, I'm not kidding, but go ahead. At the moment. Um, yeah, I, I think that it was, you know, that the hype was there. Uh, I, I think that the name, while it's not sexy, absolutely not sexy. I heard Nintendo it's Switch. Sexy. Yeah, it's sexy. You think it's, it's actually a sexual name. You, you think so? You're dominant, you're submissive, or you're a Switch. <laughs> uh, that... That said, uh, you know, it, it doesn't have the flash of PlayStation, Xbox. Uh, you know, it's the Nintendo Switch. I kind of groaned a little bit when I saw it. It is very easily explainable. I think one of the main issues to, you know, selling Wii U was, of course, they had Wii. People had no idea what a Wii U was. Excuse. If it was an app. There was absolutely nothing wrong in the Wii U's name. The problem was that it didn't have games. That, I mean, that too, there, there's a lot of things. I'm not saying that's the only reason. I'm saying it was a factor, and it's easy enough to tell the people walking into GameStop, walking mm-hmm. into Walmart, walking into Target, what the Switch is, uh, you know, what what its key component is. It switches between this and this. Uh, it, it's not going to be easily confused. Mm-hmm. And I like that they have the list. And, of course... Heavy speculation on how they'll continue to support, but I like that they had that expansive list of third-party publishers. Uh, and Is it expansive? It. I think for Nintendo, it's expansive. Not okay, for, not, because the, not Xbox one, the Xbox One has had more developers on their list in Japan. Right, and I'm not, and of course they said that this is a sampling. It's not the full <laughs> realm. Yeah, the, the Microsoft said that as well. Right, it, it's not the full realm of developers. I just like the fact that they've been able to get EA and uh, Ubisoft to reconfirm that they're going to continue working uh, with the Switch. I, I think that I actually personally thought it was going to be a commitment they would shy away from, given how much of a travesty it was, I, I'd say. Uh, you know, it was kind of a, a little bit of a PR nightmare to constantly cancel games for the Wii U. Uh, I, I think there was an uproar. Uh, maybe not a huge uproar, but definitely a minor uproar about Rayman Legends when that stopped being a Wii U exclusive. 
Uh-huh. Uh, so, so I'm glad to see that they are willing to put themselves back out there again. Uh, I, I'm sure, assuming that they get the requisite uh, player base. Also, I like Karen. Good meme. Hmm? <laughs> you know, the Karen, anti-social Karen, the the uh, the girl who takes the uh, the. I don't do memes. Yeah, it's the girl who takes the the switch out to the party with her friends who are, who are clearly drinking on a rooftop and don't want to have anything to do. Oh, you mean like the guys? You mean like the guys that go, that have a big like a baseball? Uh, sorry, basketball bar court right there with all their friends right there and the ball right there and they go play uh, and they go play NBA 2K 2K whatever on the switch. Right. That sounds smart. Yeah. Um, all right. So the negatives. Uh, I I think. While I do like some of the features... Wait, I, that's it? But yeah, those are my pros. Those are my pros. I, I don't have a huge, expansive list of pros. Uh, because a lot of it's a mystery. In the middle section, we have uh, that price, battery, graphics, power triangle, which we don't know the answer to, but most certainly isn't going to please anyone. Uh, mm-hmm. But on the con side, uh, they have those baby controllers, uh, you know, the ones on the Switch, and you can branch out and play it with friends. I don't necessarily like that. I don't think it's going to be a great idea. I don't think that developers are going to like creating for that. I think that that is going to be... What are you doing? <laughs> I'm playing with the Switch. Yes. Oh, yeah. That That is how small... It, it is... It's kind of ridiculous that they're expecting anyone to play on that, if, if I'm being frank. Um, and... Yeah, especially, I think they were showing NBA 2K. I, I do not want to play on something with four buttons. Uh, also... It would be I, awesome if you if you could play, if they had actually motion inside of those, and you could play Mario Kart with them. Right. I, I think that that's what they were showing off, and I think Are they that's ridiculous. I think they were, remember they were in the van, and they put it in the holder, and they were playing it on a road trip. Uh, don't think that's a good idea. They they didn't like creating, uh, you know when when they were create when developers were creating for the Wii U it didn't sound like they were too enthusiastic about finding touchscreen stuff or stuff mm-hmm. to put on uh, the lower. They didn't screen. seem to have a touchscreen at all. Uh, I didn't see any touching done. Yeah yeah well it certainly wasn't confirmed and they weren't willing to confirm it so we may not know. Uh, I I think besides that uh, I I think the price isn't going to be there. I think that they're uh, messing up the marketing a little bit. I'm not too concerned about them going full steam January until March. Uh, I, I think that they've been able to kind of break the internet more or less with uh, with their huge information drops all at once and then nothing at all. Uh, huge? Oh, huge. Three minutes. So I guess not huge in, in any respect. But I think otherwise, their marketing's been a little off. The, the PR department told people, don't expect the games to play like that, um, and the, which they didn't clarify, and people have taken the, lo- the wrong way. It can, you know, it's, it's very vague. I think what they just meant was that the video was, was added in in editing, in post-production, which is obvious. That's how they, they do they all probably meant that That's a Wii U game, and, and you're seeing it as Switch, because they're probably going to look the same. Uh, I don't think... They'll look similar, I'm sure. It's cross-gen. Uh, uh, I think they look very, very similar, honestly. Honestly, I, I, I have a fear, that's my big fear, that it's going to be a Wii U that you can bring out, because 
the processor isn't that much for from the rumors the processor is not much more powerful than a wii u right oh you know what? I, I do have more pros sorry i forgot about them i go like ahead. i like that they showed off some of the games bethesda support's very big um i think from not did we see from software yes we did yeah yeah we don't didn't see them we no, saw no. the name we saw the name I, I think that's that's a huge gift for them uh just even early commitments with nothing else there yet you, I, you know it's never gonna be dark souls right oh i'm, I'm positive it's never gonna be dark souls but i, I still it's probably like to gonna be armor core that they denied they say they they're doing what they are right uh, you personally know that um, <laughs> and, and i me like, and everyone else that was in the room as i mentioned before i like the fact that it's becoming at least if they don't continue to create games for 3ds and we have no indication that they're going to i mean they should they have a huge base for it. We have no indication they're going to continue with 3DS games because we have very few confirmed titles going forward. That, of course, has been their strategy. But we might instead get this unified system where we're getting Nintendo solely developing on one console, which is great because we have constantly had Nintendo droughts. Uh, this will make Nintendo droughts feel less awful. And it also means that we might get a Pokemon home console game. Home console game. It's still going to look like a portable, but that, meh. Yeah, it, it'll be a, a hybrid of sorts. Um, Actually, no, we won't. No? No, we will, we will, they, they will still make it for 3DS, because probably if you even mention a Pokemon game, an actual Pokemon game on home console, someone at Nintendo dies, like, instantly. <laughs> or at least like, someone like at Game the fairies. Yeah. It's like the fairies. When you swear a fairy died, and uh, when when you when you say that the Pokemon is gonna be on home console, someone at Nintendo dies instantly. Like, right. So yeah, th those are for the most part my pros and cons. I, I don't have a ton of cons yet, but that's because we don't have a ton of details yet. I, I think mm -hmm. that my cons list is gonna grow. My pros list also will likely grow when we get a little closer when we start learning launch really? lineup. Uh, well, when we, and we actually know what games are coming. I'm sure mm -hmm. I will at least like one or two of them. Uh, hopefully they've mm -hmm. learned their lesson from 3DS and Wii U, where launch lineup is important. They have to know that. Um, mm -hmm. All right, so I, I got a few questions that mm -hmm. we can discuss before you, you rip this into shreds. Uh, <laughs> all right, the questions are, for you personally, what do you think is going to be the winning, uh, the winning number price-wise and maybe battery life-wise, that... Well, battery life, I, I don't see it being successful with less than four hours. Okay. Because four hours, like, a, a short plane trip, like, really, or, like, a, okay, if, you, if you're thinking about something that you just, you're going to use during your commuting, which I also forgot to talk about the big con. Right. It's way too big. Yeah, and uh, it's that's something. Okay, it's something that is, is okay for certain things. Like if you go on the plane and you have the, your little table in front of you, so you can put it on the on the table, and that's fine. But think of yourself in the subway with that thing. Would yeah. you ever? Would I personally? No, I, I would not. <laughs> but I hardly no bring my, I hardly bring my PlayStation Vita into the subway. Uh, but you could. I, I could conceive. It, it, it wouldn't look like a fool. Right. That, that that's true, but I, I'm not a person who necessarily plays on the go either. I, I don't know what yeah, some of these people are thinking. Okay, I, I am, and I, I know a lot of people that, that are, and they gave me the same comment. That's too big to be comfortably played on a crowded train. Mm -hmm. 
That's how on a crowded train you can play you can play a a, a smartphone game. You can play a 3DS comfortably. You can play a Vita almost comfortably, but the Vita is bad controls anyway, like the old thing grubby hands. Yeah. But in any case, the Vita is still quite playable on um on the go like that. But that thing is big for a commuting, for a commute. That's not something I see good for the commute. Like honestly, I see the Switch failing badly in Japan. Because in mm. Japan they like their, their miniaturization. Size for them is a big thing. They could just get that instead of a TV though. I mean it's perfect. <laughs> no, I mean on the go. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I get you. Like like for in Japan, the Vita started selling when they when they made it like a lot, a lot, uh, a lot thinner. Right. Uh, before it was the, the first Vita was considered too big and heavy for uh, for commuting. Um, and so I don't see people playing that on the go. It's it's of course some will. Um, you you see people with tablets on the go, but think about it: how many people with tablets you see around on the on the subway? Not many. Um, so that's a little big, and that's my problem. Um, so that's already puts it a little outside the the real of of what is that what people are going to perceive that. But anyway, mm-hmm. pricing maximum two hundred dollars. Maximum two hundred. That is very very low. You're talking about sweet spot. I am talking about the per like the dream the spot perfect. that they yeah, could the per- hit. Two hundred dollars, I see it as becoming a successful console, a very successful console either. If it's more than two hundred dollars, it's going to be hard because people are going to compare it to the 3DS, and they're gonna say, "I have a 3DS, uh, or I can buy a 3DS for one ninety nine. Is one ninety nine? I think it's one ninety nine, or uh, or uh, a little less, one forty nine. Uh, for but people are gonna say, "I can buy a portable for one ninety nine. Why would I buy another portable for uh, for two ninety nine?" Uh, if it's 249, uh, it's going to be hindered. It's a 299, no go. Right. No, not really. Uh, battery life, I say four hours. Um, four hours because that's a console, uh, the portability of which, it's more for long trips. Yeah. It's not a commuter console. It's no. Not. So you can't say, oh yeah, uh, two hours is good because I'm just commuting from home to the office, and that's good for that. Right. Um, and you say battery, battery price. What was the other thing? Oh, that, those were the only two: battery and uh, and price. Um, yeah, for... that's it. Four hours and two hundred dollars is my sweet spot. In the comments, uh, I don't think it's realistic. Sorry, I don't think it's realistic. No. I'm just saying that that's what it would be needed for it to be to be very successful for me. Right. In the comments, we have zero x one. It says it looks like a Nexus Seven with controllers. Uh, that that's <laughs> yeah. True. Let's hope it doesn't explode. Uh, that also plays to another pro of mine, which kind of fits into one of my other pros, is that it doesn't look like a Fisher Price uh, or Hasbro uh, kitty toy anymore. I like that fact. I, I still don't know how it's going to feel in your hand. Uh, which makes a big difference, but hopefully it's a nice, solid console and feels like technology. Doesn't feel like uh, something I'd want to give to a three-year-old. Uh, <laughs> it looks good. It doesn't look like a toy. That's that's the, the, one of my con. Well, oh, sorry, one of my pros. It doesn't look like a toy, so that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, personally, for me, I think that the sweet spot would either be. Uh, I'm gonna say. Between 200 and 250, 
I, mm-hmm. I think that it'll be easy, easily sellable. Maybe even more mm-hmm. interesting, I think they could sep- not that they probably want to, but they could separate the base console and the uh, the, and base. The, portab- the base and the portable off, so they could sell them as uh, separate and kind of divide that cost. I would have mm-hmm. preferred that they sold it at a loss. I'm, I'm a little disappointed to hear that they're not planning on doing that, but they are listening to... They're a Kyoto company. Yeah, they... They, they, are, they are based... Nintendo, the problem that Nintendo has, which is the basic problem they have, yeah. is that they're based on a very traditional, iron-clad, steel-clad uh, corporate structure. Selling as a lot as a loss is not an option. Yes. Uh, and that's... Like even even Sony has, a, has problems with that, and Sony is a much more modern. is based on a much more modern corporate structure with a lot of Western influence in it. Right. Uh, that's something that even Sony has problems with doing, and Nintendo want. They want. They just want because they think our product is is solid and people will buy it. That's their their, their standpoint. We will bring our product to the point in which people they will buy it, they, but they don't. But that, that, that that's their standpoint. As for battery, hmm? uh, I think it has to be either four, like you said, or two, somewhere between two and three hours with the option to upgrade the battery. And I think if they want to position themselves as the first console that you could actually go in there and upgrade this kind of thing, I guess that's hmm. not necessarily true. PS4 and Xbox One, you go in and change the, the uh, hard drive. But if, if that's where they want to save some cost i'm a, i'm fine with buying a larger battery i've done it with my gamepad for instance um and it's larger is going to be bigger and bigger and co- and uh, and um heavier though yeah i mean it definitely could uh that's that's it's going it's going to add to that bulk already right but uh, if i think if we're talking to people who want to be able to play from long stretches uh, okay. uh, they they might be willing to make that compromise possibly okay uh, and, and it's worked at least with the with the hardcore Wii U fan base, very small fan base, but but they've seemed to enjoy it. I think it's all about making it a very easy thing, uh, and and it's easy enough to make the concept of Switch apply to moddable console. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, you already touched on the other question I was going to ask. I was going to ask how do you think it's going to do uh, with Japan? Badly. Well, okay, it's possibly gonna do better with the with the home crowd if they manage somehow to. Well, it's going to to sell. Of course, Mario is going to sell. Uh, Zelda is not very popular in Japan, so yeah, it's going to sell, but it's not going to sell wonders. Um, depends how many uh, popular um, how many popular IP they they revive. Uh, let's say it, it but it I can say that it's going to sell almost exclusively on the Nintendo first parties on in Japan because I can't say I, I can't honestly they, they're probably going to get quite a bit of of um, third party stuff like they're gonna they're definitely gonna get, get some Dragon Quest uh, and stuff like that but that's gonna come on on ps4 as well and I honestly don't see people making the switch like if if in if uh, people want Dragon Quest on the go, they're going to get the 3DS version. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the home version, I, I, I can't see people deciding to, to, to get it on a Switch. They're probably going to get it on PS4 for the, for, for the, because it, looks, it will probably look better um, if, the, if the rumors about the specs are true. Um, other than that, um, it's, uh, it's very much a thing that Japan 
uh, it's probably going to give them support, like third parties, right. at least for a while, if the console doesn't crash. But uh, all those games are still going to be on, on PS4 and on Vita, and I don't see people making the Switch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that That's all there is to it. People are going to gonna want a portable version, going to get a Vita version. People are going to want the... The, that they're not going to be console sellers, okay? People may may buy them, but they're not going to be console sellers because they are on other platforms. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't see I don't see making making a big a big splash in Japan. I may be wrong, but mm, Japanese gamers have been very disillusioned disillusioned for Nintendo home consoles, so they're going to look at exclusively as a portable. Like they're not, right. not even gonna think about it as a as a, as a home console. Right. Like the, we completely burned uh, the Nintendo for home consoles in Japan. Yeah, I would imagine. I, I mean, I don't think unless they position it correctly, unless they have the proper Japanese uh, studio support, I don't think they're gonna do well in Japan. Um, it also depends on their pricing model. I don't know what that's gonna be. No. Um, do you think we're gonna get Metroid? I, do you think that'll be part Metroid. of the announcement? I, I, I think Nintendo simply discarded Metroid for some reason by now. I would I, be surprised. I have a feeling, personally, if, I have a feeling that Metroid, for some reason, someone at Nintendo started started to think it doesn't fit Nintendo. Like Nintendo as a brand or something. Because it's been abandoned for too much time. They tried to, they tried to change it into something else. Chibified. Yeah, like they, I don't know why. I, I don't know why, but the only thing <laughs> I can I can imagine is that someone at Nintendo like thinks that Metroid is a is an IP that doesn't is an IP that doesn't fit them. Azaria, so they tried to change it to something else. Azaria says Federation Force Two, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I don't. Th- <laughs> I think there that they, 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 they I, I think there is some stopgap there. I would I would love to see a new Metroid. That's but. I think that they've been holding on to it personally. I think they're going to announce some really shitty specs or some really shitty price, and then that's going to be the thing they announce to try and smooth things over. In a teaser trailer. Singapore would do. I mean, Metroid is not a popular franchise. It's a popular franchise between the between those people that will already buy the Switch. Yes, exactly. Because they're hardcore Nintendo fans. So that's not that's not a tactic that works, and I don't see anyone thinking that it would work. Because hardcore Nintendo fans are gonna buy it. There is that that that, that those are in the bag. Like the fan, the, the Nintendo fans would buy would buy Nintendo stuff even if they just sold you a card game made of actual Hanafuda cards, like yeah. the ones that they made at the beginning. Uh, so those are in the bag. But those are the ones that would be enthusiastic about seeing a a Metroid, because Metroid Nintendo has squandered the Metroid. Um, the Metroid franchise with the uh, with the general public, the general public nowadays doesn't know what Metroid is. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, online space. Do you think that they will revamp their online market? Of course, they have been unifying. They already, they already stuff. have been, and, but honestly, I don't know. Maybe. And do you think we might get a subscription model? Uh, that's that's a big that's a thing that they could say we don't pay for 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 online, uh, but I don't see anything. I don't know that that's I don't know that's a big incognito that could could have a little bit of an effect if you say oh you you don't need to pay for online, 
it would be nice for some people, uh, but I don't know how much of an effect it could have. I honestly don't know. I I, I really don't know anything on this one. Yeah, um, I, I, I can't think... even I can't even start to guess. Right. If I I couldn't make a, a guess, I I could give a recommendation. I, I think that some people wouldn't mind paying. Uh, of course, not the $60 a year. That's a little ridiculous for Nintendo Online. But but I think that subscription services couldn't be out of the range of possibility if they wanted to offer a Nintendo-exclusive kind of thing. For instance, they might not do the two free games a month. They might do, uh, you know, a, a permanent... They might do full range of the virtual console for free for anyone who is in the online service. Most Nintendo... Uh, fans are somewhat interested in that, especially if it lets them play N64 games or uh, possibly GameCube games. Uh, seeing how Switch can uh, running you really on the think Nintendo's gonna, you really think Nintendo's gonna give up that that source of revenue? No, I, I don't think that's probable in the least. But I think that it's okay. in the realm. <laughs> I think it's in the the realm of smart business decisions they could make. Uh, which they likely would never do because they are. Okay. <laughs> at least, at least admitted. Okay. Yeah. No. So, I, I've any long, other questions? I, I've long uh, given up on Nintendo making practical business decisions that will resonate in okay. consumer markets. Uh, anyway, I, I don't think I have any burning questions. We do have an eight-bit idiot again. Of course. We're... Okay. Yeah, but you should probably do the giveaway before. Right. Uh. So who's in here? Uh, let me... Okay, if you want a copy of Viva X Vivo by True and Pixel, just say I want a copy <laughs> in the chat, and if you want the US or European code. Yes, and, and we will give it to you. Uh, meanwhile, if you're listening to this uh, on the podcast, uh, through whatever podcast streaming service you have, or YouTube, or you're on the DualShockers page, just leave it in the comments. We'll still, we have a lot of copies of that game. And this is Vev Viva X Vivo for PlayStation 4 slash PlayStation VR. Uh, so, it, it, two for one. Uh, for Shu, let's see if we can give a copy away. Who do we have viewing? We have a few people. Uh, though a lot of these people... Alright, we'll see. I think it's exclamation point winner. Is that right? Yeah. Dalo. We know he, don't, he can't do that. He already has the game. You already have it. I learn from week to week. Azari, you win You win nothing because you're 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 an employee. Sorry, go ahead. You get review copies of games. It it equals out. All right, we're we're just gonna keep doing this until we can find out who wins. Uh, okay. me, meanwhile, let's launch into the 8-bit idiot. Uh, we brought it back last week, so uh, I'll I'll give a small description of what it is for those. Please kick Azaria. Yeah, fuck. God damn it. Uh. For those who don't know, 8-Bit Idiots is uh, a segment that we started with and kind of comes back occasionally. Uh, we like to highlight every once in a while, someone says something very, very dumb in the market. Uh, you know, or in the industry in general. Uh, whether it's a developer, a publisher, uh, a games critic, uh, everyone has their bad days that elicit some bad reactions. And we like to focus on them uh, and just talk about it for a little bit at least from our perspective mm -hmm. uh this week okay. giuseppe is the one who tracked it down go for it well that was really easy actually so it, it happened yesterday um so what happened is that um uh, john hardin uh the marketing manager of atlas 
said uh, was talking about the hubbub about the um, the review copies from Bethesda of Skyrim and Dishonored 2 that are being sent uh, only one day in advance right. uh, to reviewers, uh, which we will talk about li- a little bit about later since the, uh, since we have uh, Lou here, which is the reviewer's editor. But this is not part of the ABD deal. It was, and, and he said, let me tell you, uh, while Persona 5 is a special case, us and our niche publishers are, are facing an increasingly difficult time for reviews. Because, of course, they are, it's difficult for niche games, especially Japanese niche games, uh, to find uh, sites that will review them, especially big sites. Uh, big sites are very much ignoring them. And uh, we get a response from Jason Wilson, who is the managing editor of The Verge. It says, yes, I would love to review more Atlas games, but the traffic isn't toward the time we need to put into many. I was like, really? Yeah. Are you seriously deciding what you review from how much traffic it generates? Is that really a service you're giving to your to your to your readers and the funny thing is that i called him on it I, actually I, I i simply responded that i i i had no words and uh, uh someone else responded to my tweets and and wilson defended this position saying um let me see if i can find it uh there it is uh, if our audience wants more reviews of JRPGs, happy to provide more. If I see that that from my, uh, sorry, I need to get our audience for our audience focuses on business and tech of gaming, not necessarily reviews. If our audience want, audience wants more reviews of JRPGs, happy to provide more. If I see that from our audience, uh, well, I don't see uh, Battlefield One or Titanfall or all the reviews of a Western AAA game they they publish being tech. Or business, they are reviews of games. So they, our, our audience focuses on business and tech on gaming. That's already an excuse that doesn't work. Um, and the fact that the audience, they would, they want to hear it from the audience. That they want to see more JRPGs. Uh, that's something that always boggles me. People that think that the audience will be interested into something if they don't talk about that something. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, that those sites and many other sites. Uh, there are big sites have been sweeping under the JRPGs and Japanese games in general, besides the very big ones like Final Fantasy XV or Persona 5, under the rug for years, since the PS3 year. Right. How can you expect the audience to even think about them if you ignore them? That's mind-boggling for me. That's completely out of the realm of possibility. So for me, it's actually a a breach of ethics. You are ignoring games, the production, almost the whole production of a a country because it doesn't make enough traffic. That's bonkers. Uh, It's it's a breach of ethics. It's a breach of uh, the... the, The trust your readers, the avenue for informing them so I, I simply can't, can't, I can't even. Uh, Lou, you're a, you're a review editor. Tell me what you think. All right. I'm going to read off some of the reviews that we've done lately. Uh, Nurse Love Addiction. Uh, Yamawari Night Alone. Pirate Pop Plus. We are not necessarily 
you know, we, we've done World of Final Fantasy. We're doing Battlefield 1. We're, we're, we did Batman Return to Arkham. But we don't, nece- we don't exist 100% to cover what the AAA market wants, what the major publishers want. We do a service to people who want to know more about uh, smaller games that may not drive too many traffics or too, uh, traffic or too much comment to the site. Uh, you know, we know it's a service to the developers to help get their names out there. Uh, we know it's a service to the readers who couldn't find these reviews elsewhere. Uh, so yes, we get that that time is valuable, but time is valuable to everyone. You got to give some of these smaller games, especially JRPGs, uh, which a lot of love, a lot of heart is poured into that. So much time, uh, you know, in each game. You got to give them some love. You got you got to sh- give news stories about them. You got to do reviews for them. You can't just ignore it. That I, I think that that is, like you said, a breach of ethics. I think it's a breach of ethics to the developers and the publishers. I think it's a breach of ethics to the readers as well, especially to the readers you, who you're leaving ill-informed of a huge swath of the industry. If you were to, to go and read, um, I I, I don't want to pick a random, uh, you know, just any major dump it. Yeah, any yeah, any big. Any major, uh, you know, more major uh, gaming news website, you might never know about a large variety of games that, you know, may not be AAA, but may certainly be uh, one of the top tier publishers or developers who are just getting kicked to the side because they aren't the Final Fantasy or they aren't the Call of Duty. Uh, that That's really what my main issue is. Yeah, the problem is like uh, we are uh, we have a relatively small team compared to, of course, many sites that have a lot of more money than we do, so they can afford to hire more people than we have. So we cannot review everything because time is time. Uh, we don't, we don't simply have the staff to do it. But uh, I'm pretty sure you can tell me this as well. You can confirm this. If any of our uh, reviewers come to me. And tells me I want to review these uh, these small indie game that doesn't have a, that that will probably not generate any traffic at all or almost nothing. Uh, I would never tell him, uh, no, you can't. You have to review these other game, these other big games instead, or you have to focus on these other big things instead. I will just tell him, uh, who is who is publishing it, so he can ask your review copy, exactly like, right right now. Like yeah. there is really no, there is no, not even. There are many, many factors that decide what we review and what we don't, uh, but the popularity of, of a game is absolutely not and will never be one of those factors and should never be one of those factors. Uh, that's my, my standpoint, and I'm sure you, you can mirror it, Lou, because uh, we are pretty much the two that, that choose what gets reviews and by whom. Right. Uh, so it's absolutely bonkers for me to to... Not cover, but we're not just talking about reviews because we're not just talking about reviews here. We're talking about news. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, find me a piece of news today. Today, for instance, the they published the they published the the first screenshot of the first screenshot of, uh, the, first screenshot of uh, the new Neptune games. Uh, find me how many actual big sites covered that. Right. One, two, no one, or uh, I don't know, but uh, but even just the they they shown a, a big a big chunk of near automata gameplay. That's already a pretty big game, but how many how many sites cover that? 
right. like big sites, not many. And Near Automata is a big games with big with a big publisher behind Square Enix with <laughs> Platinum Games working on it. It's a, a famous develop a famous director. So, but still, it will pass because it's Japanese. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I don't even right to give I don't, to give people a little look behind the curtain. Uh, at Dual Shockers, we have nine reviewing staff writers. Uh, we probably push out 20 or 30 reviews every month, uh, and every week we, you know, as a as a game site, we do get a lot of cold calls from uh, developers and publishers asking us to review games. While I'm sure a lot of major developers and publishers simply just ignore a lot of these emails, we give them all out to the entire staff. You know, every small iOS game, every... Uh, every PC game, every small Steam game, and we let them see what they would like to do, and a lot of times we we don't necessarily pick all of the largest games. We, we do a lot of small titles that just seem interesting and that we think may uh, interest our audience. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Exactly. Right, but that, yeah, but that is the service. The, our, our, our duty as, as game writers is to inform our readers. It's It's not to to make traffic, that's our job to make traffic. But we, ha- we also have a duty to uh, inform you guys and in, in, in what is out there. Like right. out there, there is Call of Duty, there is there is Battlefield One, there is Titanfall Two, uh, there is Civilization Six. Even Civilization Six that that's even slightly on the niche has been ignored. But it's not even Japanese games. Just see, just look at many sites like, for instance, completely completely ignore Paragon. Yeah. Like Paragon, sorry, not Paragon. Um, Paradox, yep. and it's like all these oh. strategy games. Like uh, even niche genres are ignored, and and personally, it pains me. Uh, I would like to write more. I the, the only limit it's 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 what I it's like the physical time. But like I write about Western games, Japanese games, doesn't matter. Uh, whatever genre, whatever, even things I don't like. Yeah, I've uh, seen plenty of Nintendo news coming from Giuseppe. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, no, that... there are games I don't care for, and I will still write for, about them. And I will, I will, uh, because of my like, I, I honestly, personally, don't care about the new Resident Evil at all. Yeah, <laughs> because because I don't like horror. I mean, I don't write pure horror. I like the the old Resident Evil because it was horror Suspense. survival sugar thingies. Yes, right. but this thing is like pure. Gore, splatter, uh, gross horror. That's not my. That's not my my genre. I, I'm sure it will be a good game, but it's not my genre. I still write about it. <laughs> right. Uh, I write about tons of things, but th- th- and that's what what we tell our writers to do: write about the the news that you think our readers will be interested in, uh, and even if they're not, write about the the things that happen because if. Uh, if you are not interested in this game, but maybe you read about it, you may become interested about it because maybe you just didn't know about it. How many how many people like don't know anything about uh, about the Yakuza series, for instance? Uh, sure, in our site you know about them because you are because because we write about them a lot. But people that don't read our site don't read like niche smaller sites like ours. Uh, they may read about it when they start coming west. But not maybe they, they read nothing about Yakuza Six, for instance. Right. They don't know that there is a big game that's coming. 
So yeah, it's it, for me, it's really a matter of uh, our duty is informing our readers. And our duty is not informing our readers only about the things that, that will make traffic for us. That's not journalism. Our duty is to inform our readers. I, I don't even call myself like a journalist. Uh, but our duty still is to inform our readers about everything that happens as much as possible, at least. Everything is impossible. Absolutely. Right? Uh, there is no way because we don't have that big of a stuff. But uh, we will do as much as possible as co- and, and cover as much variety as possible. No matter if if it's like... I, I write a ton of articles for small things that, that don't even get one comment. Right. Because there's, people don't care. But I try to make them... I try to... At least I serve them with, with the info. And if they don't care, that's fine. But maybe someone is going to appreciate. And, and that's my duty. That's what I... I care to do that's what I like to do. And if you didn't make traffic, that's fine. Something else will do. We have so much of a var- of a variety of content in, in on dual shockers that uh, that will we, we that if 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 the article on uh, since uh, Quasimong said uh, on the witch and the and the hundred cow- nights too uh, doesn't get any traffic, well that's a, that's fine. Something else will, right? Right. Yeah. So at times we may not have the same wide appeal as uh, maybe the IGNs out there, but we do cater to an audience of very core gamers that want to know as much about the industry and as much about what's going on in the industry as possible, not just what's going to be the major headline for the day. Um, exactly. All right. So I mean, we do we do cover the major headlines. Oh yeah, yeah of course we do. Thing. It happens. It's thing that happens, so it's good to cover. And I'm sure there is a lot of people that are interested in that. But uh, and we we may host, we may even prioritize. Like uh, if a big news about the new Call of Duty comes out, I may drop whatever I'm writing and write about Call of Duty. That's fine. But as soon as the Call of Duty article is uh, as finished, I'm I'm gonna go back writing about Berserk or or uh, or Knights of Azure do. Or uh, I don't know something else that's small like that because that's what fun that was fun for me. Right. Okay. So. Like, I don't think we even think in in a, in a business perspective, honestly. Maybe that's why we are not big. <laughs> no, but, I mean a lot. A lot of people are doing this. A lot of the dual shockers writers. Of course, we do have full uh, full time staff, but a lot of people do it as you know their second time. This is what we enjoy doing. We love writing. We love talking to people who like to read our writing. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we will cover whatever we like, honestly, and whatever we hope that our writers like, we like. And if even if they don't, that's fine. That we put it out there. We gave him the we gave you the cake. But if you don't like that kind of cake, uh, that's fine. Uh, the cake is the maybe we'll eat them ourselves. <laughs> right. All right. So let's uh, finish up with upcoming games, and then we'll uh, go into the social media plugs. Uh, so this week, upcoming games uh, starting today. We have Blast Brawl 2, Bloody Boogaloo on PC and Xbox One. We have Clockwork Empires on PC. Uh, tomorrow, we have Weeping Doll for PS4 and PSVR. Uh, following that, everyone's going to play it, I assume, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim uh, Special Edition for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Also on the 28th, no, uh, Nobunaga's Ambition, Sphere of Influence, Ascension for PC and PS4. Carnival Games. Well, how do you pronounce it? Nobunaga's ambition. No, no, but no. All right. Uh, Carnival Games VR for PC, PS4, and uh, PC, PS4, and PSVR, 
and Titanfall 2 for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. On the 1st of November, we got Steins Gate Zero for Vita. Uh, is you that get that one. It's great. Is that confirmed? I, I, I have no idea. Here. All right. May, maybe that might not be right. I remember they were moving the date around a bit. Uh, Owlboy for PC. Super Dungeon Bros for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. SteamWorld Collection for PS4 and Wii U. And Root Letter for PS4 Vita. Expect to see that one. Uh, that review go up. Hmm. That's good. Uh, we, have a, we have a pretty nice week ahead. Yeah. Maybe I, not the enormous one, but pretty nice. No, but I, I think there's definitely a lot of games for, like, Everyone, I mean, you know, depending on yeah, what you're interested in. Uh, all right. So Even if you like the niche, the, the horrible niche game that no one should cover, because they're not worth your time. Oh, Owlboy, <laughs> the, those huge AAA titles, uh, which we are going to review Owlboy if the developer gets back to us. Uh, social media and site plugs. Uh, if you're looking for us, you can find us on Twitter, Dual Sh- uh, Facebook, and Instagram just by looking up Dual Shockers. If you're looking for us on YouTube, it's a little different, DSTV Originals. Meanwhile, to come watch and be part of the show, join us every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Uh, we only last an hour, so we don't take up a lot of your time, and normally we do giveaways. Uh, just go to twitch.tv slash Live. Finally, you can find our round-the-clock news coverage uh, reviews, features, and editorials of big games and niche games over at DualShockers. And niche games. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, that's everything. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, Giuseppe, for being along with your beautiful, clean-shaven face. Yeah, that's very clean <laughs> Stop uh, saying that. Look at you. You you have a beard. You look like you haven't shaved in, like, in 20 years. That's the corporate structure in America, is if you want to look like a professional, you need a beard now. I don't get it. Really? Is, uh, that, is that real? Like, is that actually a thing? If you have a baby face, then yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, anyway, so have fun, everyone. See you next week. Enjoy your Halloween. Play some great games. Uh, let's launch straight into the music. Play some niche games. Yes.